This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 876, Insider Examiner Advice for Student Nadia's Speaking Test. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Today, you'll hear clips from a real Three Keys IELTS student taking a mock speaking test. Find out what score the examiner would give her and how she can improve her results. What defines an advanced English speaker? The ability to not only have interesting conversations with native speakers, but also the ability to be interesting in these conversations. Make an astute observation, ask good questions, speak with a confident pitch. These are conversational skills that require a special method and a structured study plan. Join our brand new B2 English fluency course. It's 100% based on interesting, spontaneous, unrehearsed video interviews with native speakers. Real English. Save up to $100 before June 7th and get a free bonus. Go to allearsenglish.com slash B2. That's allearsenglish.com slash letter B number two. Good morning, Aubrey. How's it going? Good morning. It's already like 100 degrees here. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It We're having been... to swim a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so jealous. It's been cold and rainy here. <laughs> yes, right. I shouldn't oh. complain. I will take the heat over cold and rainy for sure. <laughs> I know. Well, gosh, the grass is always greener. Um, that's True. a cool example of when we use half idioms, right? Um, I did a YouTube video about how to use half idioms on the IELTS speaking test. So check that out, guys. Um, just go to our channel and search half idioms. But like the complete phrase is the grass is always greener on the other side. Or even but on the other side of the fence which almost no oh, one says gosh. the whole idiom. That's <laughs> right? true. Yeah. There are so many like long idioms like that, that we just say so often that we just, we don't have the energy to complete them. <laughs> and like, so natives don't like, um, when in Rome, right? Like there's another example, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. But we usually, we just say, well, when, when in, in Rome. Rome. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> we use the half idioms all the time. That's a very native thing to do. Yes, totally. Um, and guys, remember, if you want a seven or higher on your IELTS exam, it's all about approaching that native and natural ability, right? Sounding more native and natural. So we are going to talk about one of our amazing three key students today. She did, she was very brave and did a recorded mock speaking test with Aubrey. So today, guys, we are going to give you those answers and we're going to talk about them in light of what would an examiner think about these student answers. So definitely stay tuned today, guys. Very insider knowledge about speaking answers. 
Yes, and this student is, she's one of the most supportive voices in the Facebook group. It's amazing. If ever a student is getting discouraged, she is right there to say, keep at it. We're all in the same boat. I know how you feel. And it's so nice to see that support because it is awful to go at it alone. Like it would feel really lonely to be studying for the IELTS without this support group. So if you guys don't have a support group like that, or if you could use, we actually have 2,100 members in our Facebook group. Yes. And it's so awesome to see them in there supporting each other. And you know what, guys? Like, even after students have posted their scores and they're done with IELTS, they still like to come back and give advice. I mean, it's just a great community. Um, so, guys, if you are just beginning your IELTS journey and you're wondering, hmm, do I need a community? Do I need to, like, get a course? I don't know what to do for IELTS. You can find out what you would get on IELTS if you took it right now. So at least you know where you're starting with, right? What you're starting at, what you're starting with. So guys, go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Get your free estimated band score. Take a super short quiz. And then you get free resources just for your level based on the estimated band score. So allearsenglish.com slash my score. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. So big, huge shout out to Nadia. Thank you so much for your um, courage in recording with Aubrey. And let's get into some of these answers that she gave. So Aubrey, what are we going to hear in this first clip? Okay, we're going to hear a clip. You'll hear me ask her the question, what time do you, do you usually wake up in the morning? And then we're going to hear her answer as well. So classic part one, question and answer. All right. Let's begin by talking about your daily routine. When do you usually get up in the morning? Oh, well, it depends. If I'm um, working, like in the like, if I'm like not speaking of the special days when we are locked in our house, I usually woke woke up at six o'clock, and because I need time to prepare myself, take my breakfast and prepare myself. And, and so I go to my, my work. But in those days, I usually woke up at nine. I, I am a person who really enjoy like having a good sleep in the morning. Okay. So that was like, that's a tricky question. I mean, it shouldn't be a tricky question, right? But yeah. At this time in our history, it was a tricky question. So what do you think? How? What's the advice you would give Nadia there? So it was tricky because she kind of wasn't sure about whether to answer right now where she's under like a stay-at-home order or her usual day a few weeks ago when, she, you know, it would be very different. So my first advice is do not spend so much time trying to come up with the most truthful answer. Like, I totally get that. You're like, oh, I want to say, you know, something accurate and correct. The examiner doesn't care or know what's the most truthful. They just want to see your fluency. And you can't hesitate that long at the beginning, right? To have a long pause and an exactly. um. So that's a problem. And there are things we can do to fix that. 
here's the thing, guys. Like, um, I mean, it was a fine answer, right? Like, I like how she said, I am a person that really enjoys. Like, that's that's a cool structure. It sounds yes. great. But guys, the examiner does not care if you're telling the truth or not, okay? I was an examiner for 14 years. I'm telling you, there's nothing in the scoring system that is like, well, I don't think this person really wakes up at 6 a.m., so I'm giving her a five or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter, guys. If you are so worried about, like, the accuracy of your answers, whether that's grammatical accuracy or having the perfect idea, the perfect vocabulary, if you are worried about that stuff, then then this is what happens. You hesitate too much. And if the examiner hears you hesitate too much, your fluency and coherence score might go down to a five, right? But it, it definitely won't be a seven or higher. So if you are just sorting through your mind because you're not sure what to say right now, use a filler phrase. So what is a what are some filler phrases we could we could use in that case? So she could just right away say, that is a super tricky question, which is always, that works for every single question. Even if it's something that, you know, what do you eat for breakfast? You can still say it's a super tricky question because are they talking about today or last week or or on the weekends, right? It's always going to apply. And then you have just a second to think about your answer and you can continue with uh, something that makes sense. Yeah, I would say I would say be careful with that. Um, like do add context because if it doesn't seem appropriate, then it's then the it won't help your score, right? Like all of your words have to be appropriate there. So I mean, normally if the examiner says, "What time do you usually wake up?" and you say, "That's a super tr- tricky question," that would be weird because I'm like, "No, it's not." Like, just what time do you wake up? Like, that's that's not tricky at all. So just always be honest and provide context, right? So there, I would be like, "Well, that's a super tricky question right now because." Right now is not usual. This is not normal, my life right now. Um, right? So I think, yes, you can use it for sure, but make sure that it's meaningful, that it that it is actually tricky for you, and explain why. Then it's awesome for fluency. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, definitely. You could also say, to be straight with you, it really depends. And this, again, like what Jessica was saying, this would need to be for a question that, okay, my answer would be different depending on the situation. Yes, I love it. Um, so just just to pause here real fast, guys, this is an important thing to take away from today's show is that we can't just memorize phrases by themselves and not know exactly how to use them and then try and use them on test day. That's when students get marked down for quote unquote like memorized um, answers, right? Is when it's obvious they just memorize something, but they don't know how to use it. Like that's when memorization hurts you. So 
Memorization, yes, you do have to memorize cool phrases, but you have to have them in context and know when they're appropriate, right? So that's why having strong support, good models, right? Context, a teacher who can really explain this stuff. That's why you need access to those things. That's a really good point because if you did say, that is a super tricky question, 6 a.m., That makes no sense. You would need to explain why it's tricky for whatever you're answering. Why is it? Why is it a tricky question? Exactly. Um, It's like, it's, it's also like, gosh, I heard this so many time, times on the exam. Um, when I ask a question that is not interesting, because most speaking part one questions are not interesting, guys. And then the student's like, hmm, that's an interesting question. And in my examiner mind, I'm like, no, it's not. Like a native speaker would never say that because it's not interesting. So again, guys, just make sure that you're explaining why, right? If you're, if you say it's tricky, if you say it's interesting, say why. Um, and then that's like a lot more filler there to give you time to think of an answer. So, okay. Let's move on to this second Nadia superstar clip. Um, What are we going to hear here? (laughs) Okay, you're going to hear me ask her the question, do you enjoy celebrating your birthdays? And I really love her answer. So let's hear it. Let's move on to talk about birthdays. Do you enjoy celebrating your birthdays? Oh, no, (laughs) no, I thought actually, uh, especially when I'm getting old now, I really hate the birthday parties. I do like uh, like going to uh, birthday parties to my friends or my family members, but not mine. Okay, that was fun. That was really fun. Um, I like the pronunciation there where she's like, oh, no, in the beginning. Oh, no, right? (laughs) Such good emotion, great intonation. The examiner would love that answer. Yes. Guys, you have to do that, okay? Even if you're shy in real life, listen. The speaking exam is not like real life in so many ways, right? We talk about that on this show all the time. Um, So even if you're not a very expressive person in your day-to-day communication, you have to be a little bit dramatic on the IELTS exam if you want a seven or higher for pronunciation. Exactly. If you're going to say, I love that, you want to say, I love that, right? Really emphasize that intonation to get those better pronunciation scores. Awesome. Yeah, totally. Um, however, I do think there's room for improvement in that answer as far as the, the fluency and coherence goes, right? Like, that's kind of a missed opportunity. I think when we're describing birthdays, celebrations, stuff like that, just think of the, the last one. Think of the last event that you went to like this and give lots of details about that. Yes, exactly. So, for example, Nadia could have said something like, Every time my friends throw me a birthday bash, I'm super embarrassed and crazy awkward about it. For example, one time, and then tell me, right? The examiner would love to hear about a time when your friends threw a birthday party for you and you hated it. (laughs) It would be a great story. (laughs) And you like left early or something. That would be funny. Um, I like that phrase, crazy awkward. That's so native and natural. Um, So here's another insider tip for your score, guys. You do need to use informal slang phrases like that. That is the best way to get that seven or higher for vocab stuck in the exam mind and speaking part one, right? Because they're like, okay, this is a range. This person does not sound like a student, okay? So if you use phrases like that in speaking part one, you're already pushing the examiner's mind up towards that seven. Um, Okay, 
So last question and answer here from Nadia. So still talking about birthdays, right? And she's going to talk about the favorite gift um, that she's received. So let's take a listen. What is your favorite gift you've ever received as a birthday present? Well, it was a letter from my very uh, my very uh, cherished friend. He wrote me a, an, a very uh, adorable uh, uh, letter. He just expressed how uh, I was really uh, kind and have a, a beautiful heart and so on. It was really nice. Like it was. Um, um, it was so 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 super nice if i could say that but yeah all right aubrey what do you think about that answer well she used great vocabulary i'm sure you guys heard it cherished adorable and then she said he expressed instead of saying he said so that's nice. so great that she has these parallels vocabulary that's much more interesting much less common um, and she said, super nice, which is excellent for speaking part one. She's getting that informal slang. She doesn't sound like a student, which is great. Um, but I do feel like she could show more emotion, right? She's a little like just sounding a little monotone almost, right? Whereas yeah. if this is, you know, something really nice someone gave you, you should sound really happy. Let yeah. that emotion sound in your voice. Exactly. Guys. So we we mentioned just a minute ago about range for vocabulary, but range is also necessary to exhibit for pronunciation. So like if you're talking about the obesity epidemic in speaking part three, you're not going to sound the same as describing your favorite birthday present in speaking part one, right? Like your intonation, your pronunciation has to be appropriate, right? It has to be suitable to the context, to what you're talking about. So if I'm talking about a present that I receive, I'm going to sound excited because I love presents. <laughs> so I'm going to like, I'm going to show that emotion. Yes. And we could hear it like she certainly sounded, you know, happy, pleased. She didn't sound angry by any means or right. sad, but this is where you can almost overemphasize your emotion above yeah. what you would normally speak with, with a friend so totally. that you can show that range to the examiner. Yes, totally. Um, so guys, if you are wondering what you would get on IELTS speaking or on the IELTS exam as a whole, would you get that seven that you need? Would you get an eight or are you still hovering around a six? You can find out right now, guys, with our free band score quiz. Go to all ears allearsenglish.com slash my score. Find out now and get free resources just for your level. All right, Aubrey, thanks for sharing this student's mock test with us. I think we learned a lot today. Yes, and I she am, did an awesome job. Thank you, Nadia, for being willing. Yes, I am positive that Nadia is going to get the scores that she needs because she's so positive and she works so hard. Yes, no, I agree for sure. She's And she's always posting practice test questions to make sure she gets them right and understands why she gets them in the Facebook group. And you can see that she is really working hard. She'll definitely get the score she needs. I love it. I love it so much. All right, cool. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, Aubrey. You too. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. 
Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.